Welcome to Born Offside, the United States of America version. Boom! Dortmund blitzed the semi-only D with four smash and grab breakaways to bring in a new reign over the man from Spain. Then bang! Manchester, England, the old lady turns up and bosses the Red Devils. Old lady one, Red Devils zero. Things get messy for Barcelona as they lose Lionel on the arm break, and Brozovic lays down himself on the Suarez ground ball. Strap yourselves in and get ready for the Premier League, people. everybody to another installment another episode of born offside were they born offside maybe they were born offside did the linesman have his flag up mate champions league i know one linesman that had his flag up incorrectly the champions we are in for a wonderfully packed show today. Uh, first of all, obviously, apologies Mate, for... That's such uh, a no. nice way of putting it. That's such it's a nice what? opening. We've got such what? a wonderfully packed show because Did I you? haven't been able to go and... <laughs> So I like it, mate. Thank you for that. Because the last time I missed a show, you had a dig at me. And this time it's like a dig, but less of a dig. So thank It's you. less of a dig. It's less it of a, dig. Less it of could, a dig. It could be a huge bloody dig because... Anyway, yes. no, I'm not going to go down that way. Um, <laughs> it's not at all, but it's, it, is, it, is, it is packed. We are going to try and do our very best to get through as much stuff as possible because uh, there just, there's just been so much happening, uh, uh, which, is, which is fantastic, which is mate, always... Proper warming up. Oh, so it's mate. a crying shame that my team's pretty much out of it. But the, rest, <laughs> the, the rest of Europe, which I'd like to talk about, it's proper heating up, mate. Um, it is. All that stuff going on. Uh, we've got Juventus and United and Shakhtar and City and Hoffenheim and Leon and a bunch. But, mate, I want to start with um, the, the old boys from Dortmund versus um, Atletico Madrid. Mate, Atletico Madrid. Um, Diego Chola Simeone, mate, biggest defeat of his entire managerial reign. Handed out by, yeah, he's never it, lost by four clear goals before. Atletico or the, no, the, the as, as, as Atletico or did he manage anywhere else? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, okay. oh. If he did, I'm ignoring it. So <laughs> as Atletico Madrid manager, he's only ever scored, f- uh, he's only ever conceded four goals once before. And that was the Champions League final when they lost. And that was after extra time. And they mm-hmm. scored one anyway. So they only, con- they only lost by a margin of three goals. But this one, they lost by a margin of four, mate. Dortmund took them to the cleaners. Mate, it was an unbelievable football match. Um, it, 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 you could see him at the end of it as well, shaking his head on the touchline, almost as if kind of despondently kind of going, I don't know how to react. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I've never been in this situation Oh, before. he's embarrassed. Oh, it's, oh he's it, definitely it, embarrassed. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Um, it, it, I'm sure he can come out and and explain and and sort of you know go for it because there was there were periods they were one up uh, only for about sixty odd minutes and uh, I I think I can't remember exactly when they scored their second goal but I do recall that um, uh, Atletico did come into the game after Dortmund scored oh, their yes. first goal. Saul, yes, um, hit the point. Saul, I have always thought, mate, that Saul was like it's like Raúl too. 
<laughs> just alphabetically one extra. Yeah. extra I guess one the next up. one will be Maul. All right. No, next one will be Towel. R S T. Boom, Towel. Towel. The next one is a U, so we can they can just go Wowl. Wowl. Okay. Wowl. Wowl. Mate, it's all Rowl's fault. He was the one who started it back in the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, you you would you would just sort of think so, wouldn't you? It's uh, I, yeah, he did. He came out, hit the post, did very well. Uh, uh, I, I don't think they necessarily played badly because they dominated it for for periods. But once that second one in, and uh, yeah, they you, you're right. I mean, when you look at the scoreline, what what a uh, and I, Dortmund, yeah. mate, Dortmund. I mean, they're the hipsters choice, right? Because. Uh, they play in that fantastic stadium with those huge vertical stands and mm-hmm. the fans to do all the co- uh, coordinated Technicolor um, preparations before the game. They have that distinctive yellow kit. They find players. They don't buy players. I mean, you've got to love Dortmund as like a hardcore football fan. I mean, they're like the Bob Dylan of football, aren't they? <laughs> It's it's very true, you know the Klopsters, you know, and everything. Uh, it's it's just it, there is something a little bit sort of magical about it. And and this year that they're sitting, they're playing unbelievably, aren't they? They're sitting top of the of the Bundesliga, admittedly. And they're, they're, and they're averaging like three and a half goals a game or something, aren't they? They just something like that. They are blowing people aside and 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 they're doing it with uh, with very effective use of uh, of substitutions as well and that's been something that's been discussed quite a bit how well the substitutions are uh, are being used there sancho for example once again came on uh, into the second half may have felt a little bit of grief because of his run of form that he didn't actually start the game but um uh you know it's it must be great for him you know coming in and 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 was he offside meh no it was close but uh I We'll 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 let him let him have that. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I I love watching them because I'm not quite sure which player plays where. They're all kind of like all over the place, and that one's there, and that one's coming from around there, and you're like, oh wow, they're all good, all of them. It's it's very true. Uh, Lucien Favre has done a, a quite a job there hasn't he because he hasn't had much time uh, uh with the club he's, he's he's come in the summer and uh you know it's just been uh, it's just been amazing and they did it without paco alcacer as well who's their top uh, uh their top but striker even, this season even paco alcacer like i'd forgotten about him and then hmm. bring him in and he's banging in piles of goals Jaden sancho they've picked out of manchester city's uh, reserve team i mean pulisic is an established player but where the hell did they find him from in the first place um <laughs> they find these players from like, do you remember uh, Kagawa? Where did they find Kagawa from? And he was like one of the best, you know, central midfielders in Europe for a couple of seasons. And Very true. The Guero fellow who came back and, and scored a couple. And, oh, man, I just, and, and you know what? I think I really like the iteration of their kit. I really like that simple black line kind mm-hmm. of chest area. I think it might be my favorite kit of the season. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I haven't really sort of put too much thought into it, but uh, you know the worst always... kit is though. Athletes was horrible. Oh mate, uh, no, wait, that was, was grey blue. Like, ugh. yeah. So no, somebody, it's, somebody needs. Actually, to do you know what? That. Tottenham's third kit that they played in is even worse. <laughs> like, oh, it's so there's been, a, there's been a few kits this year actually that have come out with all kinds of weird designs. Uh, um, obviously, Tottenham famously have the have the map of of, of North London uh, on it as well. But well, some of the North London is so distinctive, them. isn't it? Yeah. North London, we all know what that looks. Like. What the bloody hell, mate? Another thing is, I don't think Tim should be allowed to have green kits. 
because they they clash with the pitch merge into the pitch yeah they'll just suddenly pop out out of nowhere hey where did he come from Very i don't like point. a green kit mate i don't like right, band. no green right, kit. Then we'll we'll write to fifa um mate, oh, thanks, uh, mate. <laughs> from a from a portuguese perspective we've got rafael guerrero there who scored two came on off is the he bench. a portuguese he is a Portuguese, but he was he was born in uh, in France uh, uh, under Portuguese parents. Hardly speaks a word of Portuguese, mate. He hit the crossbar um, against France moments before Eder scored the uh, uh, the winner in the in the European Champions League final. Uh, sorry, Championship team. final. Uh, you, do you remember that game where no, Portugal won the European Championship and and, no. and declared themselves as European champions? That no. one. Uh, Rafael Guerrero. Now he is this guy. He's a left back, and he he. Came up and popped up with two goals. So when you're back? saying, see what yeah. my point about Dortmund? No one knows where any of them play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly what you're saying. Like where he, he I think he came on and played a, a number ten uh, because, like, that's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, I love what they're doing there. I think it's going to be a great season. It would be so so horrible and sad to see Bayern Munich uh, slowly claw their way back through the season and then pip no, it at the end. No, 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 oh, no. Please no, no please. Uh, but uh, but yeah, suddenly you know the Bundesliga, which is is a league that I care close to zero about, is suddenly becoming interesting. It's fantastic. I'm I care very, that very... Bayern don't win it. Yes. Yeah, there That's you go. So about, United by hatred once again. Well done. Um, <laughs> we, we tend to do that on this podcast. Well, the podcast that sells you hatred. <laughs> again and again Wait. and again. Borussia Dortmund and Atletico Madrid are, pre- are pretty much both through anyway. Uh, uh, they're both, uh, you know... Um, well, they're up against Club Bruges and Monaco. So it's and not Monaco, who, who, who drew uh, 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 in... in Thierry Henry's first Champions League game for Monaco um, and uh, after going ahead mind you and then but it was a way to Bruges uh, but so so they're stuck on one and uh, Atletico on six and, and Dortmund are on nine reminiscent really of group that's group A reminiscent of the league standing in group B as well oh, uh, which funnily enough is uh, uh... <laughs> why do I let you do the segues like on this go on start <laughs> on talk about it go on which is basically where we will continue our into our next group, which is Group B. What a fascinating group, mate! This is such a great group. I love this group. Um, Barcelona, uh, Barcelona, t- uh, pretty much mate, took into actually, Milan. To be fair, to yeah. be fair, mate, it reminds me of that yeah. time the Southampton got. To, no, you didn't get to the Champions right, League, did you? Oh, yeah. fuck off! Yeah. That's enough. Thank you. <laughs> There was talk of it, and that was enough for me. <laughs> there was talk of it. There was talk of it. <laughs> Imagine you going over. People are saying the words champions <laughs> and league next to each other, like not. Does like, it for me? Oh, here come the champions. League is <laughs> most important me. thing. We have. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, mate, look, look, I'm. We won't talk about it for very for, for too long, uh, but uh, Barcelona very quickly they uh, the Group B they top Group B now with a win over Inter Milan at the New Camp Nou, uh, without uh, Lionel the Messi. Uh, I'm surprised people haven't made more jokes about his name, you know, being Messi and it's easy. Yeah, anyway. I think it's too easy. And because he's too good on the pitch as well, so he can't be messy, right? He can't be messy on the pitch because he's actually very neat and tidy. Although, like a few more commentators should have gone, oh, it's gotten a bit messy here. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no one does. They resist that, but no one resists. Oh, indeedy. Like when, when Wilfred indeedy scores, no one can resist that. I don't know why. Well, he hasn't scored many more because I don't think there's, I've heard it many more times. Um, 
Tottenham, mate, went to Eindhoven to play against mm. PSV Eindhoven. Mate, um, I'm, I'll, I'll put it straight out there right now. Tottenham should have walked away with this. I was really, really impressed with Son Heung min uh, I was, I thought he was, to me, yeah, look, like... We, uh, played, we played pretty well. You played great. Uh, you played Moore great. Played, Moore played well. Heideverl had an absolute nightmare for the first goal. Ooh, uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Well, I mean, Eindhoven, make credit to Eindhoven. Like, the, they were really, really good in and around the area outside of the pitch where the fans were, because the fans were really noisy. But I didn't think much of the rest of Eindhoven. Like, um, Lozano is a good player. I think we all remember from the World Cup. He's certainly a very quick player and unfortunately quicker than uh, pretty much most of the Tottenham back line. I said Davinson Sanchez might be able to keep up with him, but Davison Sanchez's brain is not always in the right place. Anyway, mm. Toby makes an uncharacteristic <laughs> error. Uh, Lozano pinches the ball off him. Toby then does incredibly well to get in um, a, go- a goal-saving tackle, which loops into the back of the net over the top of Lloris. That was, I mean, he was stupid and then he was unlucky. Fair enough. We then battle our way back into the match. Sanchez has a goal disallowed for, I don't think anyone is quite sure what that goal was disallowed for. Um, uh, I think, so, so I'm pretty sure that it was offside. That is what, what he against Kane. So, uh, yes, yes, against Kane for ridiculous interfering with the play. Decision. Uh, yeah. ridiculous decision. And it was the goalkeeper. Yeah, it was. It was. And and this is something that the 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 referee should have been smart about because when you actually see the replays, the referee is not in line with it i don't think he can actually see kane properly um but could he if he did see kane properly he'd be able to see that the shot goes nowhere near kane so there's no way well, there's no way he's the interfering as well yeah he's he, there's no way he's interfering with play so uh, i i must admit like of 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 the harshest and wrongest of decisions that uh, that i've seen uh, this year in in uh, uh, in, in any competition, that was de- definitely number one, I think. You know, I, I can't think of any others that were wrong. That was plain wrong. And I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know whether VAR is going to come into, in, into play in the Champions League next year. But that, that is a perfect example of, uh, of it being needed. Um, but, mate, they came back into it and they fought. You know, spirit, you know, was, was great. Uh, uh, and, and they did extremely well uh, until... Uh, until the drunk driving maniacal World Cup winning Captain Aholic uh, uh, dude, <laughs> uh, who, who plays, who plays in your goal, he plays between the sticks at at, at Wembley for Spurs. Um, <laughs> who, who the game before in the game against West Ham, where we went yep. to the London Stadium and won one nil, yep. made four outstanding including two world-class saves mate I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of people picking on hugo Lewis. mate let me put it to you this way name me one other goalkeeper in world football who doesn't make the occasional howler one well doesn't make the occasional howler uh, uh de gea uh, world de gea. cup howlers well, everywhere that's very true allison um, edison uh, allison howlers Allison Howler against yeah. Leicester City two weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't, you know, they were winning 2 0. No problem. Well, but Keep everyone's going. having a go at Lloris for making a Howler in the World Cup final. They were 4 1 up when he made it, but suddenly <laughs> against his, counts against him on his record. Allison doesn't have any more before that, though. Not that we know yeah, of. Anyway. No, mate, go back and watch Roma. He's got some in there. He's <laughs> got right. some in there. There's, mate, uh, there's one I can think of, and it's Jan Oblak. 
who I think doesn't make that many howlers. Mm, that's but true. He's also, good. All Black is pretty much the only one who isn't asked to sweep up behind a high line because Athleti sit quite deep. Compared that's true to as well. So he's a yeah. shot-stopping uh, machine, and he's very good at it. Very true, very true. Yeah, and um, I, th- I think, just sorry to finish my point on this, yeah, I yeah. think Hugh Lloris has been, you know, people are chastising him for making the wrong decision. I thought he made the right decision, but just not quickly enough. Like, because mm-hmm. Lozano is faster than their entire back line. If he gets the ball, he's one-on-one with him. He just, he just didn't execute properly. The... the the poor decision he made against Barcelona to come out, that was a worst. That was the, the first goal that uh, Coutinho scores. That was just an absolute moment of madness. But I thought yeah. the one against Eindhoven, he has to come for it. He's just not quick enough. Hmm. Uh, is this going to start instilling a, a bit of uh, worry, though, in, 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 uh, in the Tottenham defence? Can they trust him? Uh, it's, it's something that obviously Pochettino has, has decided that it's going to be part of the game plan of Tottenham moving forward. Uh, but, I mean, he's got to be very careful here, surely, because if, if he starts uh, doing this uh, uh, on the odd occasion, then his players are, are also going to start second-guessing, aren't they? Well, I think Pochettino's post-match interview where he, he takes all of the blame off of Lloris and puts it onto himself is the, completely the right thing to do because Pochettino plays with an extremely high line. And whoever you put behind there is going to make a mistake at some point when you have a line that high. Everybody who plays that way, we've seen the goalkeeper, like Pickford for England against Spain, just horrible mistakes, Mm. gets gets away with them, but horrible ones. We saw Czech at the beginning of the season for Arsenal, unable to play with such a high line. Um, Edison. Why do you you think it is that people are going after Lloris and nobody else? Well, because he's a French... um, World Cup winning captain, so people like to have a go at that. And also, like, how many how many ex Tottenham players are there in the in the pundocracy, mate? Oh, okay. We're gonna go down the Mourinho side where everybody's from Liverpool. Are we? Well, they're they're from Liverpool or United. I mean, our sole representative is Jermaine Genus, who's hey. on Radio Five on a on a Friday night. That's all we have. Who I love, by the way. I think it's a great I like guy. him. I think he's a really good pundit. He should be, mate, he's way more interesting than Alan Shearer and way more True. of an actual cognitive human being than Robbie fucking Savage. Oh, so, my goodness. I, I often wonder why the Beeb do this. You know, why do they put on these, like, stray dogs every, every now and then? You know, they'll, they'll bring on a couple of people who seem to know what they're talking about, well, and then they like, take a punt on a stray dog. Sorry, <laughs> Ollie. <laughs> Go on. Well, he doing? does look it's a bit. But it's like we'll get the world's most boring pundit, Alan Shearer, and we'll put him next to – well, you mean, Savage is interesting. <laughs> like, he's a complete moron, but he's interesting. And I think someone sat there going, well, that balances out quite nicely. <laughs> Maybe there's something going on that we just don't know about. They've done their homework and they realize that to the average viewer, uh, because there are millions of people, obviously, that watch Match of the Day every day, uh, every time it's on, uh, uh, you know, that is, uh, that is the intelligence level that they're going for. So, um, But, mate, look, just, just quickly going back, and I, I don't wanna, didn't want to stay on Spurs for too long, but one thing that did make me a little bit angry about, because I saw that, uh, that interview with Pochettino as well, where he was deflecting all, uh, all of the issues onto him. One of the things that I did get angry was, with, with was actually the report who didn't jump on the opportunity to go, okay, well, if you, if you want to blame yourself, then do so and tell us where you went wrong. You know, because he never at any point actually explains where he believes he went wrong and where he could have changed it. Yeah, I think, though, 
the problem that that team has is they're not clinical enough. I mean, I was watching that game and we were two one up and controlling it, thinking we've got to score a third because you're away from home in Europe and mm. it gets to the last five minutes anywhere and you're only a goal up. The home team's going to well, I fancy this. So what we weren't really good enough is we weren't once we'd gone two one up, we weren't clinical and we didn't finish him off. And this is. Oh, the hundredth game that I can think of where we weren't clinical and didn't take our chances. Hmm. Um, and Kane is as guilty of that as anyone. Um, but all of them as a collective are not clinical when they need to be clinical. And if Pochettino is guilty of anything, it's not instilling that, you know, decisive, fearsome, you know, killer instincts in them. Mm, and I, mm, mm. I don't think you can, you can sit in a media briefing and go, well, we don't have a killer instinct. And the reason for it is X. Mm. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't a number of know how reasons. to do it. Yeah. It it, with, with Kane, I mean, compared to what he did last season, for example, last season he was out, he was being very selfish, but scoring. Now I've noticed that he's being similarly selfish, but not. And of course that makes a, a huge difference as well. There was a number of occasions last night or last night or the other night uh, where I, I thought that Kane could have just laid it off into the path of, uh, of, of somebody else to, to, you know, to have an e easier go, but he doesn't do that. Does he, he gets his head down. Well, uh, also he's not a high percentage finisher either, actually. If you look mm. through his career, he misses chances. Not not like sitters, like you know, some people can, but he he does miss, you know, seventy percent chances on a on, on occasion. He's not absolutely he's not Olegon Solskjaer, right? He's not that level of clinicalness. Mm. Um, and and he and he never has been. And Tottenham as a team certainly never have been. Ali misses plenty of chances, um Ericsson and Co and others um I mean, we haven't even touched on Wanyama and Sissoko yet. Who also don't, is... don't touch on them. Don't, <laughs> don't touch on them. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think if you look at the major games that we've lost, more often than not, it's due to a lack of, lack of clinical... Mate, can we move on to something else? Well, I was Marco, just going to say, yeah. Let's Marco start... Brozovic laid down behind the wall for a Suarez <laughs> free kick, mate. We should be spending 30 minutes on that. Oh, mate, wasn't it lovely? Oh. <laughs> it's okay. All right, we'll get to it in a second. All right, hang on a second. Uh, uh, um, yeah, obviously. So that anyway, that's yeah. Okay, that's that's Group B. Uh, just to finish off, mate. Permutation is not looking very good for Tottenham. Uh, uh, obviously, down there with one point. Uh, Barcelona are flying. The only way that you guys can do it is basically winning against PSV, uh, uh, hoping that Inter Milan lose against Barcelona. Then winning against Inter Milan and then going to the Neo Camp and winning against Barcelona whilst hoping that Inter lose to PSV. There you go. Well, so, well yeah. what, if, what if Barca already threw a Messi still out? What do you mean? Well, I mean, by the time we get to Barcelona, they could already be through. Yeah. Right? So they've played 5-1-5. So they've got a busy schedule. So they're like, let's bring out the kids. Messi's still out because of his, well, he's got a, Fracture in his elbow, hasn't he? So oh, that's what. Three weeks, three weeks, they're saying. All right, but he's out for three weeks, but we're already through in the Champions League. Let's give him a bit of a yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's not outlandish to think right. that we might be facing not Look the first choice team when we go there. Look at you. All right, let's move on. <laughs> so, mate, um, 
Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to go on to PSG Napoli, but no, let's not. Let's go first of all, because there's been such uh, a plethora of amazing games. Mate, Barcelona, uh, we're just talking about, about Barcelona now. Barcelona won 2-0 and won quite, quite comfortably. But the highlight of the, ma- of the match to me was s- s- quite simply uh, uh, Suarez uh, going down for this free kick. And have you seen it, mate? Oh, it's just so wonderful because the... Um, uh, I, I, I forget who goes down into Brozovic. Uh, Brozovic, of course. Sorry, yeah. Brozovic is sort of lingering on the end of the wall, right? And you watch it, and he's like, you know, you know, because we already seen it, and we know what he's going to do. It's so funny to watch him again and just see what he's kind of doing, trying to almost calmly, like I'm just here, sort of on the end of the wall, not really. And then I, he he obviously knows that Suarez is going to go for the shot under the under the wall because I think Suarez has done that before. Right? He's telegraphed it or he's he's suspected it. And mate, he has. He's he's <laughs> he's thrown himself onto the floor and successfully stopped the ball from uh, uh, going towards the uh, into into the, the goal. The truly truly remarkable thing about it, other than the act itself, which is remarkable, mm. is that he has unquestionably made some kind of telepathic link with Suarez. <laughs> and and realised that that's what Suarez was going to do, like yeah. so he's like he's had a look at Suarez's face and probably like I do when I look at Suarez's face he's gone that filthy bastard what's he gonna do hang on a second he's gonna put it under the wall they're cheating little scumbag what can I do think of think Marco what can you do well we could jump down underneath the wall yes that'll foil him <laughs> mate it's the fact that he did it. And Suarez went for it. It's just oh, beautiful. It's it is beautiful. Beautiful. If you haven't already watched it, get on the get on the YouTube's and go and have a look at it because it is a wonderful moment. And I think for me, probably the highlight of uh, of the Champions League round this week. It, Champions it really, League season so far, mate. I challenge you to think of a better moment than that. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was. It was very, very good. Loved it to bits, uh, mate. Uh, uh, apart from uh, apart from that, uh, PSV, and uh, we're, we're talking about goalkeepers rushing out. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Um, sorry, not PSV. Sorry, Napoli. Uh, um, Napoli versus uh, PSG. Um, the game ended two all, and it was pretty much. PSG were on the verge of, uh, of being knocked out uh, pretty certainly much. Certainly the first half. I mean, I did see this game, actually. Certainly the first half, Napoli were quite a bit the better team, I thought. Yes. And, okay, and we fair enough. About, we were talking about kits earlier. I mean, Napoli's kit. There has never been a more satisfyingly Italian kit than Napoli's kit. <laughs> it's, it's, of course, light blue, as, as Napoli tradition dictates. And then it mm. has bright, luminescent green Kappa symbols going down <laughs> once and then you're i was watching it going i didn't know kappa as a sports brand continued to exist <laughs> and here they are garishly putting luminescent green stuff all over napoli oh it was the most italian mid-90s throwback kit i've seen ever and uh, oh i loved it i loved every minute of it <laughs> mate napoli uh cavani playing up against his old team uh poor old guy cavani again his name sounds like a horse and uh, uh, it's, he just, he, he was a bit of a mess. Uh, so I was really happy about that, uh, obviously. Uh, but mate, I was, I was just going to reference the, the, um, uh, the PSG goalkeeper uh, who, and you're talking about rushing out. You're talking about Lloris. Uh, he made the right decision. He just misjudged it or whatever. Um, and also, by the way, we didn't debate the fact that 
there was a possibility that that actually wasn't a red card, was there? Because uh, Lozano actually knocks the ball way away type thing, meaning that he wasn't going to be able to get that ball either. So there's actually an argument for that just being a yellow. But anyway, he got the red. Um, but the goalkeeper came out. And, uh, that, that goal, you know, where, where they flicked it around the back of the defense and uh, um, it was Insigne? Uh, Insigne? Insigne. With a beautiful little chip uh, over over the PSG goalkeeper who came out stupidly, uh, he should have stayed on this line, but came out stupidly for it. Uh, what a lovely goal! Um, and then Napoli scored the second, and then looking looking like they uh, they could have stole all three points at uh, at the Stade de France uh, on that one. But uh, but unfortunately, uh, Angel Di Maria, the guy who who didn't play. Uh, we say in Portuguese, não jogou um peido. Não jogou um peido means, <laughs> I can just hear Portuguese uh, uh, listeners to this uh, having a little chuckle. He didn't play one one fart. He didn't play one <laughs> fart. Oh, uh, sorry. He's played Mate, like could, zero. Could you, yeah. just to humor me, uh, could you say fart in a bush in Portuguese? Uh, uh, oh, because we're talking about bush being uh, the, the name for... Um, uh, Silver. Silver, thank you. Uh, ah, de um peito numa silva. No, not as fun as I imagine. Oh, Fighting okay. the bush is more fun. Peito uh, numa silva, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, did very, uh, it, it was sad, really, wasn't it, for, for Napoli, poor old Napoli, uh, that weren't able to take all three points. Lovely away. game, and I thought actually second half, um, Mbappe and Neymar, and Neymar in particular, actually played uh, very well. Very and well, and yeah. I actually was watching that game going, Oh, that's right. Neymar is actually very good at football. <laughs> it was like, you know, picking the ball up on the halfway line, beating two men and then running at people at pace. And I was thinking, bloody hell, that must be scary. When he's done that, when he's rinsed two of your men in front of you, and yep. then you're like, Kuyabai, and he's running at you and you're thinking, he is faster than I am. And if I <laughs> breathe on him, he's going flying. <laughs> like... Um, but also, whenever I watch PSG, I watch it to see whether or not Mbappe and Neymar will pass to Cavani, and they don't. Yes, <laughs> they just that's do right. not. It's incredible. There's been a lot of talk about that, hasn't there, with uh, uh, with Cavani in in a in a real stickly mess there. I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave in January uh, because that's just uh, not working. Especially if uh, if if they get knocked out of the Champions League as well. That's another incentive for that. Oh one. yeah, that's one of one of PSG, Liverpool, and Napoli has to go, mate. It's going to be very interesting to see who. It is absolutely, and of course, this is a new rule now that they've put into the Champions League this year that players can transfer between teams who are both in the in the Champions League, and they can represent two different teams. So, uh, uh, for those so what? Joan Luigi Buffon could go back to Juventus. Yes, yes, he could. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, "Ah, oh, screw this! This was wrong. They're well, out." Well, because <laughs> we have to talk about them, don't we? Because yes. Juventus went to Manchester United, and obviously Tottenham have been to Manchester United and won this year, so it's not that. <laughs> But but they went there and they did they did just I thought put on a lovely display of, of the footballs. They did. Um, now I the the thing about this for me I, I, anyway is that I I actually kind of didn't enjoy Juventus's performance in the sense that they 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 did a real kind of Barcelona-y thing on them, didn't they? They stifled it. They every time every time they got the ball, it was just it was just 
it was boring because it, it took them ages to come forward. You know, they kept knocking it back, kept knocking it sideways, kept knocking it back and gradually moving forward. And then once they got close enough to the final third that they, they, they would go for it. And Man United were just pulled from left to right without, they, they had no, they had, I don't know, they, they needed to, I, I think Luke Shaw came out and said they, uh, at the end of it, they needed to defend higher. And that is completely right. They really did. They needed to press, press high up the pitch. And this, way of, of, of playing football, pressing high up the pitch to try and get the ball back in dangerous areas, uh, turn them over and score. It's just not a Mourinho thing, is it? It's almost like he's, Mourinho has said, fuck that, everybody else is doing that, I'm going to do it a different way, and it's not going to be that way. So they just don't have, I don't know, I'm just, I, I'm a bit of at, at a loss with, with Manchester United at the moment, um, because... Mate, I, well, I, was, I think the answer is quite obvious, they're rubbish. Well, they are, yes. No, it's very true. They are apt, uh, they're and everybody talks about them having great football players. Ugh, really? Well, I don't know. So I'll, I'll, run you, I'll run you through it. De Gea is a world-class goalkeeper when he doesn't have to sweep up behind a defence, which he doesn't have to do. So De Gea's fine. They've bought, what, by Lindelof, uh, Jones, Smalling. Those are their four centre-backs. You're telling any of them, any of them would, get in, would even get into any of the other top six in the Premier League? <laughs> like, they no, go anywhere mate. near Banucci and yeah no, oh, no Banucci, Banucci, I mean Barzagli's 37 and he's on the bench and he's twice the defender of that lot I would rather have Barzagli by himself in the middle just him than, than Manchester United's four central defenders <laughs> uh, so they, they've got um, a huge I can understand why Manchester United didn't buy one because those are all Mourinho purchases. Well, actually, Jones and Smalling aren't, but, but Bayern and Lindelof are. And if, if you go out, if I give you money to go out and buy a central defender and you come home with that, I'm not giving <laughs> you any more money. Honey, I'm home. Oh, what, great. Did, we'll you, did you get a central defender? What did you get? <laughs> it was, it was your, the life savings. Remember, we went into them and we gave you all the money. What did you come back with? What did you, oh, I've, bought, I've bought a Lindelof and uh, a Bayern. Uh, excuse me, you've turned what? <laughs> Lindelof, yeah, where, where from? Portugal somewhere, bye, where from? Uh, Portugal somewhere, anyway, it doesn't matter, <laughs> all right? They're really good. You watch them in the next two or three seasons. They're going to prove everybody wrong. <sighs> he's then got Luke Shaw, a player playing at left back, who he's traumatised into <laughs> <laughs> After he uh, almost lost his leg, the Marine first choice just came out and went, fucking shit. Mate, you lost it. I almost lost my leg, boss. I don't care. You're shit. All right. Let's the first choice right here. back is, is one of the oldest men in the Premier League. Uh, Pogba, Actually, Pogba yeah. is, is, to be fair, I think when playing well, Pogba is a, is a world-class midfielder. So we'll give them that. They yep. spent, what, 50 million on Fred? And no one's quite sure why. They've got... <laughs> I mean, Rashford playing out of position at left wing. Sanchez, who earns more than any footballer in the world and is playing like someone who earns more money than anyone else in the world, as in he doesn't have to work anymore. Like, literally, I think Sanchez has gone, I have won the lottery. <laughs> I am not going to be playing football. Well, I was, I was hoping to well, focus Lukaku, on my who's overrated. skills. And uh, yeah, I wanted to do my, my gardening and everything. So this worked out quite well. Thank you very much, uh, 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 Mourinho. Good stuff. Are you going to play for us? No, no, I'm not. Oh, oh okay. Yes, so they've got expensive players, mate, but rubbish yeah. ones. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, it's not been good. And it must be, must be a real question for Woodward, right? Are we going to do it again? 
are we going to give him the money again? Or, you know, are we just going to make a decision and, uh, and, and opt out and get rid of him around Christmas time and bring somebody else in? Well, we'll, we'll soon see. Truth is, um, even without Ronaldo firing, uh, um, Juventus pretty much dominated that whole game. Uh, I thought okay. Dybala and Pjanic in the middle were, were lovely. Well, great, weren't they? Oh, he's just... And then Bonucci and, Bonucci and Chiellini. Mate, how old is Giorgio Chiellini? Oh, the two of them together are, are more than 250 years old. So, uh, <laughs> Chiellini is 200 of those years. Like, oh, yeah. man, it's, nobody has ever in his life looked more like a PE teacher than Giorgio <laughs> Chiellini. Nobody. <laughs> They've done so well. They've done so well. And uh, I, 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 they, they really just bossed it, didn't they? Absolutely mm-hmm. bossed it. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Man United are now in, in all sorts of trouble because they've got to, uh, uh, they're, they're going to find themselves in a position where in the last game of the, sea, uh, last game of, of, of the Champions League, they may very well be having to go to Valencia uh, to win to get through. So, because it's all very tricky now. Um, lucky, the only, I guess, good, point is that Valencia and Young Boys drew uh, um, and Young it, Boys uh, mate before yeah. we, we round up the, the Champions, Champions yep. League uh, just so Juventus have made a play right they've bought Ronaldo they've yep. bought Cancelo um, they've got from what I can see a complete team really and options off of the bench they have to win that Champions League especially when you think Madrid's are nowhere near it. They sold their best player to you and haven't replaced him. Is that Southampton? Uh, no. Mate. Juventus. <laughs> anyway. I'm not Juventus. What, you said, it, you said you they sold... Yeah. Fine, anyway. Fine. They sold Ronaldo okay. to Southampton. <laughs> keep dreaming. So they've... They're, Madrid, Madrid are in the shitter. Um, yep. Bayern Munich are in the shitter. Yep. Barca... Other than Messi, are a young team probably coming to the fore. You've got, if you're Juventus, I think it's Juventus and City are the strong favourites for yeah. that, aren't they? It's Juventus and City really going for it. And uh, you're right, Barcelona are still a potential... Uh, I think uh, Messi's up for it. I think Messi realises yes. he's 31 and won't have many more chances. And yep. they haven't got to the semis for a few years and stuff, have they? I mean, since they won it. So I think Messi is well up for it. But the rest of them... Mm. Would you be saying, so basically, uh, Man City, for the semifinals, we might as well pitch it straight off. Man right. City, Juventus, uh, Borussia. Dortmund? Mm, I'm not sure if they'll get that far. I think probably, I think City, Liverpool, Juventus, and Barcelona. Barcelona. Okay. That, I mean, unless they, unless, I mean, they can meet each other in the quarterfinals, some of those teams, couldn't they? I mean, yeah. PSG have got to be, if they can get out of that group. I don't think they can get out of that group. I, I, oh. I just can't see. I don't think so. I Mate, think Liverpool the will Juve top it. PSG final. We called it at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we the did, Juve I know, final. but it kind of has to happen. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. But Mate, do you think if they win, Gigi will put on his Juve kit? And <laughs> As a moment of solidarity, I would like to do this. <laughs> so he's French all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, go to Paris for a bit. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, yeah, look, uh, it's, that's how it is looking. It's looking grim, grim, grim for the likes of Bayern and Real and Man United. And uh, it's just not looking great for them at all. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, mate, it was a, a fantastic uh, uh, a week of Champions League football. It really, really was. Okay, okay some of the scorelines for you, not so good. But anyway, that's all good. Um, uh, but uh, looking forward to the next one to come through. All right, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we will commence our review, sorry, our preview of this weekend's Premier League. They told me I was in for a treat, but instead they adjudged me to be offside incorrectly. It's the story of my voice synthesizing life. Welcome back to uh, part two of Born Offside. Uh, we have been talking about the Champions League probably for a hell of a lot longer than we thought to. We actually went into a lot of, I realized there, a lot of analytical football stuff, which is stuff that we don't usually do, isn't it? Uh, uh, really? We actually Mate, spoke we about... We actually spent very little time on the man jumping behind the wall. <laughs> like... We did. Yeah, yeah. Some of oh, that's, that's, that's sad. All right. Okay. Anyway, so sorry about the man jumping behind the wall, uh, uh, mate, because you were definitely the hero and we should have spent more time on you. Uh, but instead, we, uh, we made fun of Hugo Lloris. All right. Um, now, just let it go. Calm. Breathe. Breathe. You can let it go. Right. <laughs> uh, the, the Premier League is back, thank God. We should have a theme tune for the Premier League. The Premier League! Bum, 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 bum. Um, but they Our don't. Theme do tunes have a commonality. I can't quite put my finger on what it is. <laughs> the nation! <laughs> Mate, uh, highlight of this weekend is actually not on the weekend. It's on Monday night, which is really pissy and annoying, quite frankly. Spurs will take on Manchester City in the uh, top of the table clash. It's top of the table. It's, it's a top six clash anyway um, uh, at, at Wembley. Mate, what, <laughs> with everything that's been going on, oh my goodness, what, what a game we've got on here. I think uh, it's, it's going to be fun. For me. Hey, it is not going to be fun at all. So, mate, I'm just looking back over my past predictions of what Manchester City were going to do this season. And I've gone <laughs> I remember. 4-0, 5-0, 6-0, 7-0, 7-0, 6-0, 5-0. That's, that's what I've gone for. And I think I you were think, right on, on, on a number of those occasions. On a number of those, I've been close to being accurate. Uh, I think it's not going to – we're not talking those kinds of numbers. I think it will just be three. Okay, uh, but w with a nil. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just thinking back to the two games last year. The first one, we played them up at the Etihad when they were flying. Mm -hmm. and, and it was their last, last um, test before giving them the Premier League. I mean, it was early December. And if they beat us, they'd beaten everybody and it was over. Mm. And uh, we, we thought we'd give them a goal from a corner for free. Uh, yeah, so we, nice, did, we duly did that. And then the game was actually quite tight for 30, 40 minutes. Until, the no, no, the first game. 
Okay. It was quite tight for 30, 40 minutes after we gifted them a goal from a corner, at which point uh, Deli Ali kicked Kevin De Bruyne and got him mad. And then he went <laughs> and just, he, went, well, he scored one, laid up another one. Uh, and we were four nil down before we could blink. Edison was pinging the ball 90 yards onto Sterling's foot. And you could just see Eric Dyer going, bloody hell. <laughs> Jesus, get like me off school <laughs> the goalkeeper's whacking it upfield and getting it straight to the striker damn it like landing um, it on his instep um and then the game at Wembley they also just took us to the cleaners they won 3-1 I think and Sterling should have scored eight just by himself and I think he got managed to get one maybe two they are now flying again mm. De Bruyne is back <laughs> uh, Mendy is back they are just I mean they took Shakhtar a team that beat them last year and I think Shakhtar have lost a couple of players Fred for example who Manchester United have also lost I'm not quite sure where he is but uh, <laughs> at least the Fred that they bought anyway I, I uh, digress City are flying Spurs everyone's around me saying was Tottenham have best Premier League season start they've won seven of the first nine it's an entirely false position we are not playing seven out of nine wins good we're not we're not playing mm. that well Ali's out Alderweireld isn't right Vertonghen's out Ericsson's only just recently back Harry's not firing like they've done well to get as many wins as they have and I'm fairly confident we should finish in the top four but I fully predict City to take us to the cleaners mm-hmm. have us thoroughly washed on the spin cycle pay for the extra insurance protection, whatever it is you get at the dry cleaner that costs that little bit more. And mm-hmm. we are going to be absolutely spotless because that's we're going to have our clock cleaned. <laughs> I am mixing up my analogies. We are going to get terminated. Mate, when you go to the cleaners, isn't it often like one of those places where you can, ooh, love, you know, you can meet up with someone and it's like, ooh. Do you reckon like if, if, if Guardiola and Pochettino went to the dry cleaners one night, you know, what kind of a conversation would they have uh, with each other and, and would there be love in the air? Uh, I think they get along, don't they? I think they uh, do, yeah. They're pals, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think they're reasonably amicable buddy type things. Uh, okay. As as for your commentary on laundrettes, yes, in movies, laundrettes are often places people go for romantic interludes. But having lived in America for two and a half years and regularly going to a laundrette, they're actually places where you go and you sit in case uh, people steal your clothes out of the dryer. <laughs> Mate, it's uh, it's it's not going to be looking good, is it? Really for Spurs, um, but you know, uh, you know, stranger things happen at sea. So. Uh, Uh, the truth is of course like you just said Man City are absolutely flying there's no reason to believe that they're not going to you know that they're going to take the the foot off off the gas really for this game and they're better than we are Um, and and they like playing against against top teams in games like these you know they do like it you can tell it's not like they're going to Burnley or Southampton or something now after uh, such a great win uh, in in the Champions League coming over here sometimes you can sort of take things for granted take the foot foot off the pedal this is one where they really probably will be you know looking to get to their very best and and, and boss this game um which of course is is very fearful, uh, you know, for uh, uh, for your position. But if you're Pochettino, how do you set yourself up for for something like this? Start preparing for the game after. No, okay, fair enough. All <laughs> right, really? um, we're gonna get murdered. Can we move on? It's depressing thinking about. All it. right, let's do that. Um, 
our next game uh, that we, we should be looking at. And uh, I don't know if you agree with me, but I, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I think it is. It's the next big game. Mate, it's, it's the game at Old Trafford uh, between Manchester United and Everton. I think that's, uh, that's the tastiest one after that uh, for a number of different reasons. I know we keep coming to the same old narrative of Mourinho, but how can we not? You know, it's just too much fun. Um, uh, Everton are, are in form uh, at the moment. They're doing very well. Uh, Richarlison is, is, is firing on all cylinders. Uh, Walcott is playing well. Uh, you, know, you know, they came back, okay, fair enough, not with the most convincing result against Crystal Palace and could easily have lost that in the last, uh, in last, uh, last week as well. But, uh, but they came back credit to them and, and they won it 2-0 uh, at Goodison. This time, Everton, Everton will fancy their chances uh, at Old Trafford, won't they? Yeah, they will. Um, I'm not convinced this is all Jose Mourinho's fault. I think the, f- the fact that in midweek, United failed to get to their own ground on time for the <laughs> second or third time this season. I mean, that's happened at least once this season, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It absolutely has. And of course, there was the, uh, they, they stayed, you're referring obviously to the most recent one, uh, which was the Champions League one, where he, uh, where he got off the bus himself and walked through the crowd uh, uh, with his hoodie on and said that And then had a him. sly dig at the players for not getting to the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Joseph. <laughs> it's, it's as if he sat on the bus and had a look around and gone. I'm going to walk this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to walk it. And I'm going to get there before all of this lot. And I'll be there first. And you know, and he hasn't gone, well, hang on. They're my team. I should go there with them. <laughs> and as he's coming off the bus to get off the bus at the front, because he told the driver, tap the driver on the shoulder, and t- you know, open the door, open the door. He's looked back towards the inside of the bus where all the players are sitting down and said, and if you guys don't get there before I do, you're in big shit. And then that's it, walked off. Mate, what has he done? Yeah. So, like, they were, they were what, 20 minutes after him? 30, maybe? Yeah. What has he done in the 25 minutes or so that he's had in the dressing room by himself? Like, yeah, well, uh, things that you can do so that you can have Caught up on his email or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can get through that in about five minutes. So... We- uh, <laughs> what else can you add to that? Jose just like in the stadium going, I'm here. Okay, now what? Um, catch up. Have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just, isn't it what? Don't normal. I no. mean, oh, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's sat down he's still like Brownsman around. There we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. And he's probably gone off and had a little chat to, to, to whoever. Or he's gone to the toilet and sat down for a big poop. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's the real reason revealed there you go he's dying for a shit needed to get back nice and quick uh, and then blame the players for not getting there on time yes you would hope that they have learned how to get to their stadium by now uh, <laughs> they have been at that stadium for many many years now admittedly not all these players but uh, uh, I think the route is pretty much set uh, so I, I do wonder sometimes you know wh- how do they organize these things who's organizing these things who's in charge of these things and if they get like a, a huge penalty you know and, and uh, you know when i say huge i say 30 40 50 thousand a uh, thousand pounds fine of something for being late do they then give that fine to the bloke who's organizing their trip from the hotel to the stadium is that there you go mate i just, <laughs> yeah. just see the the amazon behind the scenes all or nothing documentary week nine <laughs> 
and the team have gone back to basics. Get to the ground on time. <laughs> <laughs> this is time we start match. This is time we arrive. Who doesn't understand? Look, sure. Sorry, Gaffer, I don't get it. What time am I supposed to be there? I could just see it. <laughs> just ridiculous that they can't get to a football match on time. Oh, dear. Oh, it's, it's, it's just comical. Absolutely comical. And uh, uh, you, you would expect them to make sure that they do it uh, uh, on, on this occasion. Uh, but, but yeah, mate, it's, um, it, it's, it's a game I'll, I will enjoy watching this game. And um, I, I, I think Man United should really win this, even though they are, they are, they are shit. Like we've been saying so many times this season, and it's almost difficult to predict, isn't it? Are they going to win these games, or are they not going to win these games? It's, it's just so. It's it's a bit like when we when we predict Manchester City, right. we know, you know, we know six. that they're always going to win. Yeah. So like Absolutely. six is the standard. Bad day five, good day seven. Absolutely. In the same in the same breath, we know that Manchester Manchester United are unknown, you know, and we just never know whether they're going to show up and win. But most of the times, they'll probably lose. So I fancy um, Lukaku to get one because, like, you know, yeah. they're returning. We're well, not returning, but like playing against your old team narrative, yep. coming back to haunt you type thing, kind of always happens in football, doesn't it? So. Yeah, no, that, that, that's very true. And there's, there's, um, uh, there is, there is reason for it. There's the two Portuguese managers in 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 the dugouts as well, you know. So uh, you know who will win type thing. So uh, I, I should imagine Silva, another Bush, will get uh, will definitely want to to get one up on on Mourinho. I know that they're not not necessarily pals, but they are uh, uh, acquaintances and they do know know each other, know of each other. Um, but uh, yeah, I should imagine this will be something that he'll really want to, wouldn't you want to go for? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, stop. Sorry, mate. Got to make another call. The next game, uh, we go, we're going through these very slowly, aren't we, today? We'll try to go through them very quickly. Uh, mate, I, I don't know. I, and I, I don't want to sound like, you know, oh, because we've, we've been talking about trying not to make sure that we talk about our teams. Uh, but we've talked a little bit about Tottenham today. And now I think we need to talk a little bit about Southampton, mate. Mate, because, uh, I feel like we should make a jingle for this called yeah. something about Southampton's continued attempts to escape the relega relegation, like Saints in the Abyss or Saints play with relegation or Jason's Despair or... I know. Let me think about it. But we should make right. it into a regular slot. Perhaps have a jingle for it. Mate, and I I'd should be happy. Just laugh at you every week. No, you, no, mate. You, I'll give you carte blanche on on the laughter side of things. Oh. You can just go for it. Yeah, <laughs> you can laugh in any way you please to as well. well you know, maniacal or uh, like a old I'm man perving uh, uh, over little girls in the playground. Mate, you know, if shit. you can't beat Newcastle United at home. Mate. If you cannot beat that Newcastle United team at home, you are <laughs> shit. Like, Mate, you probably shouldn't even come back uh, on the podcast. I'll do it by myself for a week. I'm getting emotional about this now. I am getting emotional about it. Like, I'm finding it difficult because at the beginning of the, the season, you've got, you've got a basket which is full of bread, right? So you just keep eating. You know, you're fine. You're absolutely okay. You know that the, if the bread's going to finish... And, and you're going to be fucked at the end of the season, right? But for now, there's still bread. Okay, this so I'm still... one of the worst analogies of all... I'm, 
time. I'm eating the bread. You've got I'd a like basket of the bread. bread. Yeah, because if you're left over with the bread in the basket by the end of the season, then what you're okay. What kind of bread is but Danny Ings? It's, uh, uh, he's um, integral. This is just horrendous analogizing. This analogy is as good as Newcastle United's front line, which is <laughs> abysmal. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Mate, we uh, look. I'm going to say in the last game was um, uh, was was ridiculous. You know, against Bournemouth. Uh, hey, uh, before that game, mate, you were head in hands, despairing. You were like, is there any way in hell that we can possibly go there? And you went there and you bored the pants off them and you got a point, mate. <laughs> we did. Mate, Mark Hughes came out. I don't know if you heard this or not, but he came out after the, after the match in his interview. And he said, Southampton laid down a real statement here. <laughs> yeah. Great. We have gone to Bournemouth and we have made a statement. And this is the statement we have made. We shall be dull. <laughs> Mate, it was... What we are shall you go saying? to Bournemouth, a team with a, sta- a stadium half as big as ours, with probably a smaller wage budget and a bunch of players who played in their championship. <laughs> and we shall park the fucking bus. <laughs> this is, is the statement, statement I am making. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Fucking Hughes out! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I should be so loud. Um, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> mate, it is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. I think Mark Hughes, uh, he's just, uh, just, he's got to go. He's got to go. We need to get somebody else in. Please do something. Please, somebody. <laughs> somebody if someone is listening to this, <laughs> please, please go to Southampton and do something. Do something, anything. Just do, I, just something, okay? It could be bring back Puel. I don't give a shit. Mate, this all segment right. is beginning to feel like oh. an episode of Crime Watch. Oh. Like, first of all, we're talking about people making statements, and now you're you're begging for people to come forward with any information. <laughs> if anyone has any information oh. on the whereabouts of Claude Puel, <laughs> we'll take you back, mate. We will take you back, please. I'm sorry. I'm mate, sorry. We kidnapped by Leicester City, and they don't even really want him. Oh God, mate! It is it is ridiculous. Um, it wouldn't surprise me actually if they went back in for Puel and brought and asked him to come back. Um, I think uh, you know, I I listen to a few few rival podcasts and every now and then, and I listen to a couple of Southampton podcasts uh, occasionally. I've listened to a few uh, uh, in the last week or so that have actually because they go very deep into into Southampton. And I tell you what, the, the majority that I don't know whether what planet they're fucking living on. All right, because. Uh, what I see, all right, and I'm, I'd, I'd like to value my, my football watching abilities as something better than uh, as someone who's watching, say, for example, an AFL match and not knowing what the hell's going on. I do know what is going on. And what is going on at Southampton at the moment, apart from the fact that we, we fought a little bit harder this time. Well done. Yippee. Hooray. After our 3-0 spanking by Chelsea. Now we've gone over to, 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 to Bournemouth and we got a nil-nil draw. And Hughes wants us to think that we should be happy about it. I'm, I'm not happy about this at all. And I, I think Hughes just please get rid of him. Oh, Abraham Grant is available. No, to bring him in, May I'll do it. May he's he's from Israel, isn't he? He could bring in falafels for lunch, and uh, you know we could um, you know enjoy. That's a falafel joke. So, so it's uh, it fell left on his face. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Southampton against Newcastle, mate. It's it, it's it's a, a a must. Please must. 
a please must win. It's not a must win. This has got a one nil Southampton win thanks to an own goal written all over it. Paul Dummett to score the own goal. Oh, I'd love it. I don't like Paul Dummett. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that quite a lot. Um, mate, it is, it is uh, a, 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 a relegation six pointer in October. Um, and uh, this, it's just, you know, we, we need to, we need to get something on that one. So, all right, please can we move on? Um, yes. yes. Okay. Other, other football matches that we've got, uh, uh coming up over the weekend, uh, uh, Burnley entertain Chelsea. That's uh, that might be quite an interesting one. Um, interesting use of the word entertain there, mate. Cause Burnley yeah. will be parking the bus. <laughs> That's their form of entertainment. You, you don't hold that against them, for God's sake. No, everybody has their own form of entertainment, and that is theirs. Um, they will be entertaining uh, uh, Chelsea in the early kickoff uh, on Sunday, as is also an early kickoff on the Sunday match. Uh, and this one is interesting. It's London Derby, mate. It's Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. The 12 Wilt- matches, one in a row, Arsenal. It's getting too many now for my liking. <laughs> Somebody Wilfred Zaha, if you are listening to this podcast, do something about it, my son. Do something <laughs> about it. Some other tasty ones. We've got Leicester versus West Ham in the late kickoff on Saturday. Leicester, uh, of course, notorious for um, housing a rat at their mm-hmm. football team. And West Ham for just being a bunch of rats. Uh-huh. Um, uh, <laughs> that, that'll actually be an interesting match, but I, I think won't. It might be it. fun that game. It might be like uh, two or something. Yeah, could could work. Could very well be. Um, other games we've got Liverpool versus Cardiff. Where do we see that one going? Five nil. Boom. Fulham uh, will be taking on Bournemouth. Four nil to uh, Bournemouth. Fulham Bournemouth. can defend. They've conceded four to Cardiff. <laughs> So four more against Bournemouth. Probably there's not more than four because there's not enough time to be able to get through that. But anyway, um, and then the other game that uh, uh, the last game that would uh, well, well, actually there's two here: Brighton versus Wolves, uh, which um, mm. which I think uh, you know could be could be interesting. It could it could be interesting. It could be attritional. Could no, it? This is me trying to get excited about Brighton versus Wolves. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, no. Okay. Watford versus Huddersfield Town. No, not that one either. No, okay then. And that pretty much concludes the Premier League roundup, uh, the preview on the Premier League this weekend. Um, mate, let's have a, a very quick uh, um, uh, uh, break and then we'll come back and we'll just wrap up very quickly with some other random shit. Some other random shit? Oh well, that's just what I need. For goodness sake, I hope the teams these two guys support lose on the weekend. That would make my voice synthesizing life much, much sweeter. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... Chicago. And welcome back to part three. Uh, this will be the shortest part of the podcast, I promise. Because we're talking about the American soccer balls. Yes, we are. The soccer balls are out there once again. Hey, Wayne, come join us. Wayne Rooney has decided to jump ship, get onto another ship, use that ship to go across the Atlantic Ocean, get off that ship, and then jump into a new ship, which is called DC United. Um, 
mate, you're you're over there in the in the Americas. Explain yeah, to I'm us. I'm in California, round the corner from Washington DC. I'm a local correspondent. <laughs> mate, it's what ah, but you're Washington State, right? As well. That's all very confusing. I don't know. Why mate, have you any idea how big California is? It's like the size of bloody Europe. It's massive. Anyway. You're all right, all right. But still, why isn't Washington DC in Washington State? Mate, that's your most pressing question about the state of America. Not the yeah, fact no, that everybody's correct. shooting everybody and there's an orangutan in charge. You want to know why Washington <laughs> is not in Washington State. Because it's been an underlying question that I've had a burning question for many a year. But anyway, all right. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll miss that one. Mate, is the MLS, we're approaching the playoffs. I believe there is one game left until the playoffs are decided. And Wayne Rooney has only gone and done the impossible, hasn't he? Waza has taken, wow. I think he, when he turned up, they'd lost 14 or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then he's like taken them all the way to the, they're in the playoffs, Jason. Oh my God. All right. So like explain to me once again, uh, for me and for the viewers who, or listeners who, who don't quite understand, it's like the Champions League, right? That's how the MLS works. It's like so the Champions League. American yeah. sports work in this way. You play in a tense and ridiculously long season. So for the moment, the World Series of Baseball, which is the World Series because it allows a team from Canada to play in it. Um, <laughs> the World Series of Baseball is happening. And in order to qualify for the World Series of Baseball, you have to play 168 games in a season. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even joking. 168 games. And then I think it's six... Yeah, six teams out of 32 get to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. you've got, what, 26 teams who've played 168 games for no apparent reason. <laughs> uh, well done. And then they play uh, a three-game series, a four-game series, and now another – I mean, no, sorry. A best of five, a best of seven, and another best of seven. So – Potentially, you've got what? You've got almost two hundred games in this season. <laughs> like, mate, you know how? Like, sometimes I say to you, "Do you remember that time?" Like, I know in two thousand five when Southampton went to Chelsea, and like, and you yes. might be able to recall it. A baseball fan in America must be going, "Which one of the fourteen thousand games we played against <laughs> that particular opponent are you referring to?" Oh, you know the one where there was a. No, where, sorry, can't remember it. Where, where he did that curveball, don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> and he hit the ball and it was a home run and the guy ran around the thing. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. Wait, how do pitchers, like, because how many times must they pitch then? Because I know that they've got, like, preferred pitchers, right? So, like, mm-hmm. they've got their main pitchers. Welcome um, to Bourne Baseball. Anyway, okay. <laughs> go just, on. That, how, many, how, many times, how many times must he throw a ball a season? Are there, are there stats on that? There well, they stats. have a lot. They have a lot of pitchers, and sometimes in a one game, I've noticed they'll have like five or six of them pitch. So there's a ah. there's a lot of them, and they share it out. And like it's it's okay. It's like cricket. Um, yeah, you, you wouldn't know, have the same bowler going bowling through all the time. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Anyway. Um, uh, so the MLS mate is similar. They play an intense, yep. huge number of games, and then they have mm-hmm. playoffs anyway. Okay. And, um, <laughs> That's where um, that's where DC United find themselves in right. the I think and I believe they're, to, they're, they're in. 
Yeah, I believe that to get in now, because they've just got one game left, there is, I think there's a chance that they still might not make it. No, but that's they're, only... they're, they're definitely in, but they've got this last match. If they win that, then they'll have home advantage. Ah, that's right. Yes, they'll have the home advantage. So, and that last match is against none other Our than... Team. That's right. The Chicago Fire. Who are shit. I mean, like, really, really bad. Is Schweini still there? I think no. I mean, no, even if he is uh, there physically, he's definitely not there mentally. He's given up and got that. <laughs> Fair enough. What else is there to fight for, right? Yeah. Chicago Fire is the team that uh, DC United will be playing up against this weekend. So, um, and I, I think Wayne Rooney can be pretty pleased with himself, can't he? Because he had a he had a tap in, I think, over the weekend, and he uh, assisted another, and he scored a pen, and uh, and of course he's had these remarkable moments, fantastic free kicks, incredible running back to you know to to defend uh, uh, to defend a, a, a possible open goal tackle the ball back and then assist for a last minute four three win he's 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 been through been through a lot out there hasn't he he must be um is he he must be falling in love with the place i'm tired (laughs) all right and uh is is there any news from uh from ibra have they made it into the playoffs no they're rubbish Oh, Ibra's right. done very well and scored a lot of goals and, mm-hmm. and taken out ads in, in the LA Times and all of that. But <laughs> their defence at the other end is a bit rubbish and they're, no, they're nowhere near the playoffs, the Galaxy. Ah, fair enough. All right then, so that's Ibra. Ibra back to Europe again at the tender age of 37, I think he'll be next year. Probably to play for, uh, I don't know... Uh, Ajax? I, oh yeah, maybe go back to that. Wouldn't or be somewhere surprised. in Sweden. Ah, Yes somewhere in Sweden where he's from apparently yeah all right well I think we've I think we've done okay today uh although we did we didn't talk about Lacassette uh, I wanted to talk about him so much and uh, uh there were so many things that we didn't talk about from last weekend uh, uh, a penalty to Zaha was it a penalty yeah against uh, uh against Everton yeah yeah I'm, I'm judging by your silence that you're saying yes um but, uh, <laughs> but yes I just allow you to to review the games by yourself in your head. Rabbit on. Uh, mate, uh, um, uh, from last weekend's Premier League, uh, I would like to talk about a new axle of evil called Leroy Sane uh, for an absolutely horrible tackle which he made on, was it Loden? Uh, Loton? Uh, I don't know if you saw this, mate. Did you see it or did you not? I didn't see that. I mean, you, I've, you didn't? I've heard of it, but I haven't even seen it. Mate, please get on there and, and have a look at that because, quite frankly, my you know you know when you you admire football players, uh, uh, obviously they build up credits with the stuff that they do on a football pitch. So let's just say, man, uh, Messi has got uh, a huge cake full of credits, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then uh, uh, there are other players out there as well who do fantastic things on a football pitch and, and you endear to them because you think, wow, what artists, what, what fantastic football players. Leroy Sané has been one of those football players for me. You know, I've really enjoyed watching him play. When they mm-hmm. do something evil, they lose a lot of credits. That, that cake suddenly goes down to half, maybe even less. And this tackle, quite frankly, has, has made me really not like uh, Leroy Sané at all. Uh, and that is because not only of the, the, the manner of, of the tackle, which, by the way, was exactly the same kind of tackle that Joe Rawls pulled out on Mora. It was 
uh, it wasn't life threatening. All right. So it wasn't life threatening, but it was, it was, it was an absolute hack from behind ball, nowhere near. And, uh, and he's just gone straight round the back of him. And I think, Possibly the reason why is because uh, he, he hasn't been sent off is because um, uh, Lotan got up quite quickly to kind of remonstrate with Leroy Sané. And Leroy Sané's attitude when he walks away from that tackle is disgusting, all right? He knows that he's been a, a stupid little child and, and he's done something which is really, really horrible. And he has got up and he's nonchalantly started to walk away whilst staring down Lotan as Lotan comes towards him as if to sort of say what so what you know what are you going to do about it and he just gets booked for it and I'm I'm really I was very disappointed because that game Man City they won 5-0 <clears throat> on that game and uh and company should have been sent off after the first uh 30 seconds with a horror tackle that he uh, uh, inflicted as, as well on um, uh, uh, apologies, I can't remember the Burnley Burnley striker, but um, uh, he he really went for a decor, I believe. He should have gone. If he'd gone, you know, there's a good chance that uh, you know Burnley could have attempted to do something with the with the game. It was, certainly would have been a, a hell of a lot of a better matchup. And their second goal, the ball is actually out of play when Silva knocks it back. Uh, uh, mate, it was, it was a horrible match, a really, really horrible. If I'm a Burnley fan, I would be feeling extremely aggrieved and, uh, and I, would, um, I would be putting Man City up there on my most hated list of, of teams, I think. So um, anyway, if you get the chance. Uh, you got uh, okay. test, mate. Yeah, 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 sorry about that. Yeah, I feel better um, Yeah, a little bit. Um, but just to finalise things, <laughs> we didn't... Mate, Marco Yanni. We did, we, oh. Can we... Can we afford him at least, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds? Come on. Okay. So he's had, like, so Chelsea have equalized in the 96th minute against uh, Manchester United. And <laughs> Marco Iani, who previous to this, nobody knows who he is. I don't think Maurizio Sarri actually really knew who he was. <laughs> he's just like that fellow who puts out the cones. And uh, he was at Napoli. I recognize him from Napoli. I'll bring him over. And then what Marco Iani's done, it's what we've all wanted to do is <laughs> run past the opposition bench and give him the finger. And what I love about it is he runs past, sticks it to him. The whole, like the whole Manchester United bench, but Reno in particular, sticks it to him and they don't see it the first time. They don't <laughs> see him do it. And then he's had a look around and go, why are they not all piling after me? I'll run back and do it again. <laughs> And you know what he's done? He's run back and he's done it again. And this oh. time they have noticed and they've gone for him. And he's thinking, <laughs> okay, it worked. <laughs> Mate, it was, it was great. The match was a fantastic match. It was an amazing match. Two all, probably fair uh, in terms of a result. Uh, I, I don't think Man United really deserved to, would have deserved to win it uh, uh, in that sense. Although, of course, they were 2-1 up with seconds left on the clock um but as if it wasn't entertaining enough to finish off with with the new superstar uh marco yanni whatever he does now in weeks to come we need to spot him in the crowd and find out what he's doing because um uh yeah he uh, obviously uh, apologized for it afterwards and um you know said sorry and but what what's this to say sorry about mate you just you, you... I'm not sure what's wrong with celebrating. 
absolutely not. And when he goes back, when you run, when he runs past, I know the cameras are not, they don't really sort of pick it up. They don't, whether he get, he, they, he must give Mourinho the finger, right? He must, surely. I don't think he does, like, because if he just celebrates in his face, I think Mourinho doesn't have that reaction. He must surely give him the finger or he must do something to, to pull him out. Because otherwise, Mourinho's reaction is a little over the top, don't you think? It's a bit much. He doesn't need to run down the, the, the touchline after him, does he? I mean, it's... I, I, I don't know. I just love Marco Yanni for double sticking into the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Not once, but twice. <laughs> So well done. That's our, is he our man of the week? I think he probably is. Oh, definitely. Is. Yeah. So him and and uh, Abrosovic. Yeah, are our two uh, uh, players or or, or uh, people of the week. I think that's uh, fair to say. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Let's uh, let's wrap up here, uh, Dave. What do you reckon? I think uh, we've we've done. We should wrap well. up and let's come wrap back up next then. week, and it, we'll Beautiful. spend an hour of me just lamenting Tottenham's horrific loss to Manchester City on the weekend. <laughs> That'll be next Tuesday. So keep close to your podcasts for that one. Uh, thank you very much uh, Mate, for listening. Have, have yeah. two men called Silver ever scored a hat-trick in the same game in the Premier League? Because that's what I'd be having a bit on there. Bernardo and David, three each. Beautiful. Sounds like a... Yeah, yeah, they could very well do so. Um, all right, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, uh, it'll certainly be uh, a, a very interesting weekend, uh, uh, I think, this weekend. Um, so tune in next Tuesday to, if you want to hear uh, David cry into his microphone. Thank you. Looking forward to that. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Three, four, four.